Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to introduce you to the Union GK Premium. With Premium, you'll get vetted pro players and coaches, interactive breakdown sessions, and exclusive content from top names. Want to try it free for 30 days? Go to unionsports.com slash content slash join. Or download the app free at the Union GK on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Madgett, live from West Hollywood, California. With me, it's that time of year. It's camp time. So we got the one and only Todd Hofford from one-on-one goalkeeping, Stan Anderson, founder of Camp Shutout, and of course, 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber, taking a little break from her NWSL (laughs) duties, which must be nice to get that little break. Well, it's it's not it's a forced break. We don't have any games this weekend, <laughs> but it, it is a very nice break. It's nice to be home. Oh man, you know one 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 of the really fun things about this is uh is is obviously with this break right now, it's giving you the opportunity to just get a, to do a few other things, and one of those things is be able to uh, do a classroom session uh, coming up at one on one goalkeeping next week. So we're really excited about that. Well, you're with it. You're on it with me. So absolutely. I know, but it, it, you're on the thing. It's not me. It doesn't. It doesn't I know. Play. I know. No, I'm really excited. Game. No, I'm really excited, and uh, you know, just just to be able to reach out and and touch. Like I haven't been a part of just a solid goalkeeper camp in so long, which is so exciting for me. You know, usually I I was doing UCLA camps where I had like ten keepers, and then it was like a hundred field players, and so it's going to be so amazing. Awesome. You know, speaking of people that are going to be at at goalkeeper goalkeeper specific camps, I'm actually going to be at a goalkeeper specific camp, and that might be a little camp known as Camp Shutout, which I think has what twenty five thousand goalkeepers this year, Stan. <laughs> Just shy. Just shy. You're going to have to get a bigger wall. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. But you're kind. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible what you've built. And I think one of the really cool things and one of the reasons I wanted to have, you know, both of you uh, on this show today uh, is because obviously both of you are going to be kind of the first camps, the first organizations in the world utilizing the union app, but also you all have a, have a great uh, synergy between your camps, don't you? I love me some Todd Holford. You can speak first, Coach, but I love me some Todd Holford. I got it's like a bro fest right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's the goalkeeper union. You know, it, it literally is the union. And you know, last year I know we had some good fun. Like we would send a challenge out to to stand and camp shut out, and they would send something back. And it's just good good fun banter, you know, between goalkeepers and. You know, there's no competition. It's just we're, we're all there for the same reasons. We're there to educate young goalkeepers and those next generations. And it's we, we try to make a lot of fun, you know, with it and create a very festive environment for these for these young goalkeepers that hopefully they inspire them, you know, inspire them yeah. to do great things. You know, because I, I say it every week. I'm like, you want to play at Manchester United? You want to play for the national team? Somebody's going to wear that number one jersey. Why can't it be you? And I know, I know, Stan. He, we, we both have the same methodologies, the same ideas, the same everything, and it, and it works really, really well for both of us. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know what? It's goalkeeper specific camps are so important, 
And it's something that I coach that I went to and everything, the great Tony DeChico, you know, I spent multiple summers with his camp and everything. And, and I think that parents out there need to know that I think setting, sending your kids to a goalkeeper specific camp is so monumental. It's important. I would agree. I would would agree in the sense, especially in in the window of college ID, it's, it's rare for somebody to go and have a Saskia Weber on campus to run them through some things. It's becoming less rare, but it's, it's rare still. And all they, they just need goalkeepers there to run the camp. In many cases, they're not looking at you. And so you're not getting any better. You're actually just throwing some money away and, um, you know, make sure they know you're, you're, you're actually that they're interested in you before you go to something like that. Otherwise you're, you're really just fodder for the strikers. Exactly. Because they're like, okay, Saskia, you take even like, yeah, whatever. Even at UCLA, it was like, okay, Saskia, you have the goalkeepers. We take them through sessions and stuff, but it's like, when can we have the keepers? We're doing like shooting or we're doing small sided games or we're doing this. And so the amount of goalkeeper training that happens at a, a full camp, like a field player camp and everything is minimal. It's minimal. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and Todd, I love one of the things that you said, you know, yesterday at the orientation, by the way, congrats to, to you and, and, and Amy on doing a really great job with that orientation, um, really making things clear to all the all the all the campers, the young goalkeepers, that is, uh, that will be attending, uh, you know, the program on, on what's expected, not just on the field, but off the field, too. I thought that was massive. But you brought up the fact that, hey, if you're in a college recruiting age, be proactive. Tell coaches you're here. Hey, I'm, I'm here. You know, um, if you're in the area, come on out. If it's a if it's a, a college that's that's near the campus, I'm going to be here. You know, and 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 do mm-hmm. and do that kind of due diligence. I think it's 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 critical for these players. Uh, it really is. It's the old saying goes, "Out of sight, out of mind." You know, if they don't mm-hmm. know you exist, they don't know where you are. They don't yep. they don't know anything. They can't go and watch you. So we do. We tell kids, you know. Communicate with these college coaches. If you have an interest, let them know you're there. They might come out. We There's not a week that goes by in the last 30 years that we've had these programs. And we didn't have a college coach or multiple college coaches coming out to watch. In fact, I just had one from Georgia call me like two, three days ago. Hey, can I? you mind if I come up? I'm like, absolutely. Come on. We've got 132 goalkeepers at your fingertips. You know, we'll help. We'll, do, we'll give you all their information. You know, we'll help yeah. you recruit. I, I think it's – it's a, a big piece to the puzzle. I know myself as a former college coach, I would much rather go to a goalkeeper specific yes. environment than go to a tournament, you know, because at a tournament, I'm watching you warm up yep. and then I'm watching maybe 10 minutes and I'm leaving. That's because I'm going to see you more in the warm up than I am in the 90 minutes of that game. You yeah. go to a camp, it's like shooting elephants in a zoo. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's so easy. <laughs> yep. to see see what you need to see no exactly because you go to a tournament and let's say you're on a great ecnl team and you have no saves and nothing so the coaches aren't really seeing anything and and you go even if you go to a regular full camp again what we said like you know they're not i would rather go and see how this goalkeeper moves how this goalkeeper trains day in and day out what their good what their good assets are what their bad assets are what i can work on as a coach Mm -hmm. That, that's so important. That's why I always say when you're sending video, when I was at UCLA, send me some training video. Don't just send me like some clips from five million yards away of you in a game. <laughs> and and mistakes. it's mistakes yeah. in those videos too, which I think are vital. You know, I can make any kid look like, 
you know, the greatest goalkeeper in the world if I if I edit it properly. You know, yeah. don't be afraid to put mistakes in there. We want to see those. We because essentially, I want to see how you react when you make that mistake. That to me is is vital. Todd, actually, you just brought up just a really good point just in regards to like, you know, obviously we're utilizing the app and everything like that with camp, but not just in camp, but outside of camp. And we talked yesterday in the orientation about, you know, getting involved in that uncommitted, you know, college goalkeepers, male and female groups and and starting to share and starting to try to connect and, and, and showcase yourself. But I think it's important from an educational standpoint that when you're posting that you're not just trying to make yourself look like the greatest thing in the world. Like, but like instead, like you got a Todd Hofford, you got a Stan Anderson, you got a Siskiyo Weber who is on this platform. We can get access to like, say, Hey, this is a, an action that just happened recently. Thoughts on this, you know, as opposed to like, check out my top corner save that I made <laughs> once in a thousand times that I've ever accomplished that, you know, in, in a game. So. Um, well, and, and I think, I mean, all of us on this call, we've worked with, big time goalkeepers. And I think even the big time, the national team goalkeepers, you know, the Alyssa Nairs, the Matt Turners, they still want to be coached. They still want to learn. They still, I mean, I remember vividly with Fareed Mondragon. I had him with the all-star game. We played Man United. And I was like, what do you want to do? You know, we had one session and we played Man United. He's like, no, you run me through. I want to learn from you. There's a guy who has played 25 years in the Bundesliga. Yeah. You know, awesome. you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter the level. They still want to be coached. They want yeah. they want to learn. They want to grow. They're always looking to better their craft. So if a pro can do that, so can that 15, 16 year old kid. Yeah. Especially. No, I, yeah, I agree with like the, the repetition. So when you send in those clips or when you're at camp, what are we looking at? We're, we're looking at like if you're doing five, five repetitions of something, maybe you get two upper nineties, or maybe you get too proper, but I'm looking to see if you made the adjustment on the one you made did wrong. Like if you're going too far near post or if you're, if you're stepping forward off a of service or something like that, and then adjusting it and wanting to see that you're coachable instead of, Oh, she did everything perfect. You know, That's you, you know, I, I forgot who it was. It, somebody, somebody recently said this to me and they said, and Stan, you tell me if you agree with this, they said that they would rather, see a goalkeeper in an environment where they get to see how they react when they're coached than just a, an environment where they're just playing matches because that's the person they're going to be with 24 seven, the person right. that's playing in the games, they're only going to be with for a, a few minutes, a few minutes at a time, but they have to live and work with this person they're recruiting to come in and they want to know yeah. how that person works. Well, you're spending 10 to 12 hours a week training and you get, if one, if there's one match, that's two hours where you're not in great communication, you're in distant communication. So without a doubt, I think it's important because, you know, all due respect, but there's some ego filled youngsters out there that <laughs> think they think they got, you know, everything down. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I was, if I was that way, I don't think I was that, that way. And, and I say that because, you know, youth is wasted on the young. It's not easy to remember. But I, I don't think I was. And it's no it's no joy. There's no joy in coaching working with someone like that. So if you're able to diagnose and, and get that done early and realize who you're going to be working with, and I think that makes the marriage better for everybody. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's that's so important because, you know, again, I, and as for for any, any any of the young players that are listening right now to this, 
you know, you need to understand that like, it's not just about you as a goalkeeper, but it's about you growing as a person by going and attending this university. Yes. You're going yes. there to become a, 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 a man or a woman, you know, from a boy and a girl to a man and a woman. Uh, that's the whole reason that you're attending university is to, is to grow on the field and off the field. And a coach wants to help with camp. That. But it's the same yeah. with camp. That's why you're going to camp. Yeah. You know, you're that's going true. to camp to learn and to grow and to get better, um, not to be in clicks, not to not to think you're the best kid going into camp and everything, but you're not. Nobody's ever the best. You know, somebody might be better no. at breakaways than you are. Somebody might be better all around than you are or something, but you're there to learn. And that's that's why you're going to camp. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's something that I mentioned last night on our call. It's and, and I know Stan does the same has the same methodology and philosophy is we're there to make you the best version of yourself as a goalkeeper. We're not looking to make cookie cutter goalkeepers, you know, because exactly. everybody's attributes or physical attributes or mental. They're all different. Every single one is different. And we've got to figure out, OK, what's going to work for you? You know, yeah, your ideal hand hand position, say, for example, is here. Well, maybe your hands are a little smaller. Maybe they'll look Maybe we have to maybe adjust it to work for you. Same with body shape and so many other different technical attributes. It's not always going to be perfect for every single person. And that's right. part of our jobs. I know at our camp, you know, I know at Stan's camp as well, is how do we make you the best version of yourself so to allow you to be the most successful you can possibly be? I, yeah. I remember when I was a, when I was a young coach and, you know, and this kind of comes back to, to the, the camp thing and we'll, we'll get into the topic, which is actually running camp sessions. And I think this is really important for especially young staff members out there who maybe have never worked in this environment before and only been in a club environment. But I remember when I was, I was working camps for the first time and I, it was the first time I dealt with larger goalkeepers and by larger goalkeepers, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a small goalkeeper. I'm about five, nine on a good day. So like, I'm not used to, how a, a six foot four, six foot five, you know, male goalkeeper moves. It was new to me. And I was trying to train them like how I would move. And I started realizing how frustrated these poor kids were getting. And it was like, oh, their limbs are different. Their, their timing is different. Every type of thing. And that was where I really quickly learned that like, oh, wow, like I have to be able to adjust on the fly in this type of an environment with kids I don't know that well. Yeah, it's uh, everybody, you know, everything about people is is unique. And, you know, what what make what may what he may need to invest or she may need to invest is one to two steps, maybe three to four for you. So the set position becomes quicker earlier and probably mm -hmm. closing a different angle and the aerial shot that, that they're facing is different than what you're facing. And so everything is uh, everything is different and the ability to recognize that and work within that. That's a, that's certainly a positive attribute. So, so, so let's get into this. Let's get, get into today's topic and that's uh, running camp sessions. Uh, again, I, I think this is a really important session. Um, you know, one of the things that was brought up in, in some conversations with me recently, Todd was, you know, difference between running a camp session versus running a session in my club environment. Do you feel that there are any differences to that? Differences in regard to what? Because I know I have my, if I'm looking at training a goalkeeper and, and laying out sessions, you know, I, I, I tell kids all the time, you know, there's good and bad when you train with me. The good is I'm going to treat you like every pro and every national team goalkeeper I've ever worked with. The bad is I'm going to treat you like every pro and every national team goalkeeper I've ever worked with. I don't differentiate. I, I just don't. I don't believe in it. My training sessions that I'm going to do at the club, what I do with a pro, 
if you look at our camp sessions, they're almost identical. So I don't differentiate the training sessions because now I'm in a camp environment and change it. And now I'm going to a club or a pro environment. They're, they're the same exercises. The game's the same. I, I firmly believe I'm going to train you the same way. Yeah. So now in a club environment, a lot of times you get them once a week. Well, that's a lot different than, than the camp environment where we're getting three sessions a day. So it's, it's like the camp training on steroids, you know, when you've got a, a lot of sessions in a short amount of time. So in that regard, it is a lot different. Uh, and then you've really got to weigh the fatigue factor, you know, with the, yeah. level, you know, the mental and physical fatigue, you know, in the camp environment versus the club environment, because that is come, that's a different beast altogether. Yeah. yeah, I think also you find that the structure, because it's on steroids, is different. Like in a camp environment, you can build on your philosophies from one day to one session forward. But in a club environment, you get them once. Yeah, it goes boom, boom, boom. This is where we're going to start. This is where we're going to finish and build. Where in a club environment, especially if you're in season, you get them once a week. You kind of have to address things um, in a different way, in a different lineage, in a sense. Like you have to say, okay, you know. This is where you're you're struggling game after game after game. We have to focus on this. This week, this is what we're going to be focusing on, as opposed to starting from A and ending up at Z. You know, and that's the good thing about a camp environment where you can actually structure it that way. Yeah. And your growth, I think, over the course of those couple of days. I mean, we've all seen it. You know, some of these kids grow so much in a couple of days because it's just. It's just, you know, you're, you're like drinking out of a garden hose, you know, just or a fire hose. <laughs> there's so much information and so much stuff being thrown at you. You're, you're obviously the more that's thrown at you, the more you're going to be able to absorb. Yeah. And some of these kids really, really grow a lot quicker in the camp environment than they do maybe over the course of a season because they're only oftentimes training once a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think what, what's important to add to that is they're not getting crap all year. You know, I mean, many of them, they're, they're, they're literally, you know, okay, why don't you warm up for 30 minutes and we'll call you when we need you. And they see two, two to three peers throughout the, the season. And then all of a sudden they go to a camp and they're like, whoa, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of you out there and there's people mm-hmm. that know their stuff and there's people that can help me, you know, they, they, they feel like they landed on the moon, you know, but, and they realize there's other people that want to be on the moon. You know, and whereas all year they don't they don't get that. And and I think so that 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 uh, that learning curve, while they may be here and for a field player, it may be this for a goalkeeper. It goes like that. And when you when yeah. you do go to an environment where someone's going to invest in you, yeah. you know, yeah. it, I also think it's a bit humbling as well, because you're in your club environment and you're like you're the shit. I can say it right? like and everybody just keeps reaffirming that. And then you're like, well, you know, I'm going to go pro and I'm going to play D1 and I'm going to do this. And then you get to an environment where there are a hundred something other goalkeepers and you're with 10 other in your age group. And you realize that this is the elite of the elite. And now you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. a, a dose of reality as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's the benefit that like with standardized programs, we've got the luxury of kids coming from all across the country. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, a communal goalkeeper camp or a regional goalkeeper camp. It's a national program. So now these kids are getting exposed. If you're 15 years old, you're getting exposed from a 15 year old from California, from Nevada, yep. Um, yep. Florida, from Texas, you know, all over. So 
it's not, yeah, you're good in your, your little community. You're getting tested against other kids from all over the country, which yeah. is yeah. one, just a cool environment to be in, in general, let alone mm-hmm. a goalkeeper specific. You know, I, I want to bring this up, you know, Stan, you know, speaking of, uh, of, of doing a great job of integrating people and everything like that, I think you do a fantastic job in regards to with the size of the camp that you have going on, the ability of you to be able to, um, for lack of a better term, graduate older campers into staff assistance, you know, moving forward as they get into college and everything like that. Why don't you kind of explain like why that process is so important and, and why it's easier for them to to start building sessions for your, for, for the other goalkeeper, for the young goalkeepers, because they've been in it. Yeah. Well, you know, the four of us love goalkeeping, you know, so we're preaching to the choir here when we say, okay, if we have a large number of goalkeepers at our, at our camp, we're able to perhaps help them along a coaching journey. Whereas, you know, really, let's be honest, there's not much else out there to help a goalkeeper. Phil does a, a, a job with the International Goalkeeper Conference to have people come and, and learn, okay? There's plenty of other people in this country that can help do that, but you need to obviously be around them or with them. For me, if you have somebody that at 14, 15 comes to your programming and they are able to, let's say, learn and get themselves into a collegiate environment, We'll bring them back now. They could still attend, but we'll bring them back now and hopefully foster a little bit of coaching growth. So they'll serve as a staff assistant. So, you know, when when Todd was with us, it was absolutely freaking awesome because Todd was a fantastic and is a fantastic educator. So when he then links up with, let's say, um, Elise Crone, who's now in, in college, um, you know, they're able to run a session and that player, in this case, Elise, would be able to learn from Todd. And mm-hmm. now maybe over a three, four year window while they're in college, realize, I, I like this. I quite like this. Maybe they become a GA and they take some of the tools they learned from Todd, from Dougie, from whoever it may be on staff, KK, you name it. And, and they're able to then grow into a into a coach. And we've certainly had you know, the success stories of a Nate Kitchell or others that have gone on to coaching. Um, So I think it's important because that is our target audience. You know, Todd's going to have 132 goalkeepers there that those people should be the people that you want to go forward and teach the next generation. Mm. The reality is, is you can be a a 19, 20, 21 year old and work with some 10, 11, 12 year olds and Mm. really make an impact in their career. So you know, it's not just in the moment at a camp. It's you're hopefully, you know, steering them along a, a proper path. You I, also, I but you also learn as a 19, 20 year old. It's a good education for yourself as a goalkeeper. You're still playing and seeing it from a different perspective and breaking down goalkeeping to its bare bones, teaching those young kids and teaching it. It teaches yourself at the same time. You see things the way so when your coach is telling you it clicks more yeah and i think it's vital for that because we've all been in those situations where like stan said the coach says hey goalkeepers go over there in the corner we'll call you when we need you most of these young goalkeepers don't have a coach well who's going to be their own coach it's going to be themselves and their their backup or their number three 
Well, if they don't understand any methodology of coaching or how to put together a training session or, or what exercises are needed, yep. how are they going to improve? They're going to yeah. be their own coach. And that, for me, 30 years ago, that was exactly why I put together my first camp because I'm like, I never had it. Right. I, I would love that. I, I love that at UCLA. Like I would all of a sudden get snatched over when I had my session ready to go and stuff like that. And I knew I had the ability to turn to Adalia, who plays for the Venezuela's national team, amazing coach, but she was playing and say, I, can you take the two others? And, and I need you to put, I need you to focus on this and put this together. Cause it was like last second. And I look over and she's got a great session going on, you know? And I'm just like, it's amazing. But that's, that's an incredible thing to have as a player and a coach. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I want to, I want to show this right here. And first off, we're just absolutely completely humbled that, that both of you are, are the first, uh, you know, organization. So we couldn't think of, of anybody else we wanted to go to first than, than, than you two right here. Um, but you. we talk, but we talk about like one, you know, running camp sessions. And I think one of the things, and, and, and Todd, I think, you know, Amy had brought this up last week. The, we want to make things as easy as possible for our for our staff to be able to run a session uh, cleanly, be able to stay organized, and, and all of that. Um, why don't you explain a little bit of kind of like why you kind of put some of the things that you did in, in, into into the app here for yourself? For well, we'll we'll start kind of from from the top left with session plans. Uh, I know for for myself when I was coaching in the, in MLS, I laid the session plans in the lockers of all my goalkeepers. I wanted them to see what we were doing because that just saved a lot of time for me to explain things once we got to the field. So this allow, this app allows us to basically put that up there. put So the kids can actually see, our staff knows. We're a little bit different than, than stands where we have a set curriculum and every group is doing the exact same thing. Now, that if they kind of get through that, some of the more advanced players maybe go a little bit further and that's where those coaches can kind of put their spin on things. But we do it as kind of a, this is our core group of exercises and that's what you'll see in these session plans. Uh, and it gives, it gives those players the ability uh, every morning at 5 a.m. they'll see the full days, all three sessions, session plans that they know exactly what they're going to be doing. Uh, plus from a parent and I'm a parent as well, I would get to see as a parent what my kids are doing. I get to see what they're doing on Monday morning. I get to see what they're doing on Monday afternoon. I get to see, you know, the classroom sessions, the videos. We will do everything via Zoom so they can go right into that, that classroom session icon, click on it, and see everything. They'll get to see John McCarthy, you know, talk to all the kids about life as a backup and then being thrust into the, on a moment's notice into an MLS Cup final and what that was like. You know, and then winning the MVP and being ready for those situations. So it, it, it's something that's it's all in. It's right at their fingertips. It's what all these kids, they use every day of their lives. Uh, and they're a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> and uh, it's it's literally going to allow them to kind of take a little bit of ownership uh, on their part as well. And allow the moms and dads to be able to see what their kids are doing, what they're paying their money for. We, we have a question from a young coach uh, in, in there, uh, and Daniel, we'll get to you in, in one second right here, but I want to ask Stan here, you know, as we're talking about, you know, uh, e you know, easing things for, for coaches when they're, when they're running sessions, uh, especially for the first time in a camp environment, you, you included the training and travel groups, and I think that is really important, especially if you're a young staff member who might be overwhelmed with this to be able to stay organized, because I can't tell you how 
how many sessions have been run poorly because staff members were disorganized, not knowing where kids are, or were missing a kid here or there, or don't know where the field is, that sort of thing. Right. Now, we, we think that the travel there and back is a total of a 30-minute window where the old roosters crow and the young roosters learn. You know, they're, they're, that's a window right there where it's casual and it's peer-to-peer where they can share quite a bit. You know, and as we're riding along, we can see somebody that's straggling alone or somebody who's investing in somebody younger. Um, so for us, we, we have a travel group and that's important and the app will help us there. And that doesn't change. Your training group could change all week. So mm-hmm. once it starts, your travel group stays the same and you should know, okay, boom, meet, staff assistant takes you and out you go. Okay. When you get to the fields, you go to your training group. Same when you're head, when you're heading back, you just can head back as we all meet and, and we, we head back. But at the end of the day, that helps us from an organization perspective, because if we were to just have the training groups travel, then it's going to be different every day. And, you know, now I was dropped or I was promoted. You know, uh, I should be over there now. I should be over there now. Once you start in that group, you go in that group and it's not all the same age or the same people, et cetera. You travel with a, a bunch of different people, but that's your travel group. And, it helps us because we're able to to get the numbers and get a little bit of a wrangle around them because then we can we can you know make our way to the uh, to the pitch, so it ends up working great. And obviously, organizationally, the app the app helps us tremendously. Um, you know, and and I think we're going to learn from Coach Oford and how he's doing it because we're after and we're going to be able to to find out what really went good and what didn't. Todd and I spoke. Uh, a week ago or maybe less than a week ago and there's a lot of things that he's streaming through the app that you know again i i have no idea stream to me is where you catch trout in the backyard so, that's why you're you know, in I, uh, I, I found out that you can you can do some stuff that's maybe a little different than fishing so it was uh it was good and i i you know fortunately i've got smarter people around me like yoder and uh and joe zimka that can help with this and a, bu- a bunch of others that you know, are able to put the you know competition rules, the field map, et cetera, and you know that uh, that that helps everybody, whether it's mom and dad at home or uh, John and Susie in the building. Yeah. So I, I want to get to this question right here, Daniel, because I know you've been patiently waiting, and I know we got a, another great question from Rich, Richmond Goalkeeping Academy, who we're very familiar with, and, and their <laughs> great work. Um, but uh, Daniel says, "I'm 21 and taking a camp in Northern Ireland next week. How might you go about dealing with kids from various backgrounds and abilities?" who may have different goals for the week. What a great question, Daniel. Great question. Anybody want to take this? I'd like to for a second. Okay. I don't, you know, is he coaching or is he participating? I'm, I'm not. He's coach. He's coaching. Okay. So yeah. um, that's a, that's a difficult prospect. I mean, I don't know if you guys would agree, but if you're running a camp with a dozen kids and there's, you know, seven different ages in that dozen, you know, there's probably a lot of different abilities as well. That can make it a pretty long week. It can make it a difficult week. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you end up with some people that have some similar goals, their talent may not all be the same, but they have similar goals. And that is to improve. That's to get to the next level. That's to make the best of their ability, et cetera. Now that becomes a much easier prospect. So how do you manage that? Well, you know, if you can pair up, 
let's say there's four there that, you know, you know that two have similar interests in, in a desire to become better. And at least you feel, maybe they're not going to say it, but at least you feel the other two don't have that same interest. They're, you know, they're okay being where they are. And maybe they're, maybe they're not the ones that actually chose to be there. You know, uh, it's entirely possible. You pair them together and then you can certainly have some, some different, maybe more um, demanding, commanding, helpful words for the group that wants to strive. And then certainly some helpful words, but you know, maybe that other group isn't going to be so interested, but when you get one and one and one together in doing that it becomes difficult. Services break down. The desire to improve breaks down, handling breaks down, movement breaks down, desire breaks. Down. I mean, it's it's difficult. So it's a fair challenge. I think it's so important what you said, because you can't just go into a situation like that and, and pair them up uh, because of age or because of size, because of anything. Because how many times have we run into, if you run in and you try to do that, you have, like you said, you have one kid that is on point, has different goals, has a desire, wants to go, and you've paired them up with somebody that is just not on the same page. And so the only person suffering from that is the kid with the desire and the goal, different goals and stuff. So you have to really get to know the goalkeepers you're with and place them appropriately. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that's, that's the key. In my yeah. opinion, you've got to, and I think that's the beauty of goalkeeping where say, for example, I like to work in groups of eight. Our groups are in eight. We have three groups that have 10, but it, it's four goalkeepers on each side of a goal. So if you got one goalkeeper to work with, you got two work and maybe two serving and you're pairing those, which is the critical piece, those kids together. So those group of two, three, four, whatever that the numbers are going to align that are all right around that same ability, mentality, that kind of thing. From a coaching standpoint, my recommendation would be, oh, and this is something that that I learned along the way is always coach to your best player. You know, don't just coach to the youngest player or the most inexperienced coach to the best one because the younger ones and the inexperienced then have to keep up. So now their growth is going to drastically improve and you're going to keep the better ones. You're going to keep them engaged. So if you're always catering to the weaker yeah. one, no, that's totally true. you're not going to be engaged at all. Exactly. They're going to feel like, what am I doing here? And everything you want, you want the younger ones to strive to be the older or the, the top keeper. You want them to see a proper picture, have that person that's demoing right. And the younger ones will say, okay, I have a picture. This is what I want to be. If you do it the flip way, you're totally going to lose the, your top keepers. Yeah. yeah. Coach um, at the I, fastest kid's pace. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Todd's the one that taught me that one, uh, coach at the fastest kid's pace. So uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, and 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 it's such a good point right there. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Richmond goalkeeping kind of's got a, a wonderful question here, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to throw the session plan up here, um, you know, from them. And it, it basically, they say, in your experience, have, how have you helped college players who guest coach put together sessions that are game like and keep all goalkeepers serving and only one to two resting in their group? I typically write all of my drills for them. Some of them are great, former pros and or college GKs, but I notice that they get overwhelmed and sometimes frustrated with wanting to lead and put their spin on things. But when I let them do so, they tend to not know how to adapt quickly with larger numbers. Um, I'm going to throw that off because it's just it's a lot of text right there. Uh, Todd, I, I know that, you know, the, the great thing is I love the fact is that we've got two different two different types of uh, organizations going on here. You solve this issue in your your plan by 
putting session plans within the app that these coaches right. can just use. Well, and, and what we do is we'll like say the first three, eight, three or four exercises we'll demo as a collective group and mm. all 132 kids will be around. We'll demo two or three exercises. Boom. They go and split. And then they, and those coaches actually run that session. If they get through it really quickly, which some of them go through faster than others, then that's when they can kind of put their spin on it. We kind of do the same thing as what Stan mentioned earlier, though, is the majority of our coaches and staff were campers at one time. Like Amy, 20-some years ago, she was one of our first campers, and now she's assistant director. So we're very, very fortunate to have players that kind of have come through as a camper, going on to college, come on as a junior staffer, then a senior staffer, and so on and so on. So they kind of know from many, many years of experience, kind of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and where we yeah. take things from, from one thing to another. So I think that for us is what really works where they don't have to come up with a lot or I'll, I'll say, we'll have discussions before and after sessions. Hey, where do you think you would take this? Yeah, that's you know, what, that, that's what I was going to say. I would, I was going to say to Richmond, like have a plan. Like if you set it up, like, where okay these are the drills we're working on yeah you might go through it faster so you put your growth on it or your spin on it but have a plan like so what is your plan if this go if you want to take this to the next level past where we're going with these three drills what is your plan have it in place don't just be like hmm, maybe i'll move the cones over here and maybe i'll do this drill like you as like because you're a coach now you're not just off the you know flying off to see your pants what is your next plan have it in place you know, one, one thing I love about Stan, about, about a camp shutout, you know, in regards to this question right here, is that you don't just throw a coach in the deep end. Like, generally, for the most part, these young staff coaches start out in an environment where they are they're shadowing a more experienced camp shutout coach. So when they are called into running a session, they're familiar with how to go about it in this environment. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, heaven forbid a um, a human being talks to another human being. I, I think it's pretty cool um, when, you know, they walk into the convention center and, you know, maybe it's at night, maybe it's in the morning. And, you know, I'll go to the same example. Elise is going to work with Todd. They can talk about the the session, you know, and, um, you know, it's it, it's at that point that obviously some growth can happen. And then on the field, how much how much of a leash does Todd give Elise to perhaps either conduct the warm up or run the whole yeah. session or whatever? Mm -hmm. I'm not going around lording over that. Going, Todd, why why weren't you coaching and why was Elise coaching? That's because Todd wanted her to coach, and I'm like, cool, fantastic, excellent. You know, I mean, that's where I think to answer the question um, that that Amanda put up is you foster that culture of believing mm. in somebody. So if they might be running something different or making mistakes, let them, uh, let them make some mistakes, yeah. you know, maybe talk to them afterwards and, and see what he or she did and maybe how you can help them. But, you know, there's uh there is my way. There is Saskia's way. There is Todd's way. There is Michael's way. And we're not all the same and we're all different. And Saskia learned from Tony and I only met Tony once and I spent time with Dr. Joe and, you know, we, we so we all have this this learning place that we've come from, and we it's our job to then try to package that and deliver it to whoever we're in front of. And so I would let them, uh, I'd let them fail forward, and and you know, just kind of give a, a little bit of help 
maybe maybe during but preferably post-session and steer them along the path yeah and i agree with you stan it's it's communication don't for your head coaches don't just turn around to your your assistant coaches and say run the run the warm-up like this is a conversation you have before like that's that's you know direction like saying i want you these are the these are the days we have these are the sessions we have a b d f are you're going to start with the warm-up you're going to run the warm-up on these sessions like you know and so that person can plan and yeah if they if they don't do a good warm-up look i've gotten into situations where i thought i had a great session plan and everything and like was doing crosses and shots and everything and nobody could cross the ball and you have to switch on the fly and you learn you you make mistakes and that's how you learn, but yeah. don't just dump it on somebody at the last minute. <laughs> right. And, and I, th I think that's, what's really important too, you know, Todd, and in regards to saying it's like, you can't just hand people go into the app, download these sessions and go and just go at it. Like they need to, there needs to be some sort of guidance and there needs to be, I love, I love how you talk about, you know, you demo them. So everybody knows the flow and everything. But one, one of the problems I've seen a lot of times, Todd, and tell me if, if, if I'm, if I'm wrong here is with younger staff coaches a lot of the times they've only worked with college age players or older high school players um and they get a younger foundational group and and they're they're just not used to dealing with that age group and how to coach that age group yeah and and that's where we and i think our jobs is to try to match the staff appropriately to the specific age group that we're going to have them working with so if, it, if I know it's a younger staff coach, maybe it's their first time as a senior staff member, I'm probably not going to put them with the 17, 18 year old high end, you know, high octane kids, you know, the, the, they're in MLS next. Yeah, I'm going to start them at, at some of the. the that's the, what I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's I, I think that's where the trick comes in, where especially like last week when I'm laying everything out on the, the table, I'm laying out the training groups and I'm looking at our staff, I'm trying to, OK, what what personalities of my staff I think are going to match up with this age group. Now, again, they, that could really change throughout the course of all the sessions, you know, who's going left and who's going right, that kind of thing, or up, down, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we, we use the terms left and right as opposed to up and down in, in groups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they might be going left and right, and those groups could change. But, but still, I want, to, I want to match those core age groups that are probably going to stay within those groups, or at least the better kids. I want to make sure that the appropriate staff is in there. Just like we want the appropriate kids in the appropriate group, I want the appropriate staff member with that group. Yeah. 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 Uh, Stan, I, I want to ask you, you know, because uh, obviously, you know, we, you know, we spoke to Amy last week and we've spoken to Todd and, and we haven't had the chance to, to communicate as much with you, you know, recently in regards to regards to camp. And, and there's such a, when it comes to the moving up and down, I, I find that, as, left, as a, right. As a, left, right, 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 left, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! That comes from years of experience of dealing with parents, right? Why, why are you keep moving down? No, they left. They moved right. They move up and down. Right. I love it, Coach. I love it's it. Not a, it's not a reserve. It's a game changer. Oh man, some people some people have a lot of experience with it with child psychology and parent psychology in this in this group right here. Um, that that I find something is especially for somebody who's who's new to an environment like a camp shutout with so many goalkeepers and you and you're going through the evaluation process early on. You know what advice do you give to to younger staff coaches in regards to 
moving young goalkeepers left and right. Yeah, do it. Um, okay. Do it. You know, don't don't think that you're helping somebody by, you know, because let's say you're in uh, you're in group seven, arbitrary number, and you got a fantastic goalkeeper, and I want to coach this goalkeeper. Well, maybe it doesn't make sense for that goalkeeper to be there, and they should be up one, two, three, four, five more groups. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So it, that's that's important. I mean, let's look at all, all of our player scenarios, our domestic scenarios. NWSL is now signing some players at 15 years old, 16 years old, be, because they're good enough, and that and that's why. And obviously, mm-hmm. across the world, whether it's Lanina or Lopez or Emmings, or we could go on about other young goalkeepers that are being signed because they're good enough. So moving a player left, right, you know, it's important because the reality is, is, is that they're going to probably be in a better place to improve. Now for us this year, two things are happening. One, and and I'll, I'll get to the question in particular about how is that best explained, but we are taking some of our senior staff and putting them uh, basically in golf carts to, go around to these sessions for the entire session and put an additional set of eyes into that group to see if this goalkeeper is, you know, being missed or not being missed, or they should move up or they should move down. They should move left. They should move right. And maybe the coaches isn't, isn't seeing it or too focused on their coaching, maybe not too focused, but focused on their coaching. So, you know, that's going to, that I think is going to help that goalkeeper and having a, an additional set of eyes. We also brought in Tony, uh, my son, who's been around, you know, he's 25, but he's been around camp shutout for 25 years. So at the end of the day, he's going to be taking over our youth Academy. Jack geeky did a great job, but Tony will do that now. And he's got a bunch of young coaches in his stable to help those young goalkeepers that are in that group. And they're going to also move left, right, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and navigate. I, I simply just lay it as it is in, in explaining it to the goalkeepers or to the parents. Certainly, it's one of the, the bigger things that comes at you during the week, et cetera. But, you know, when I think about the reality that you have 40 slash 80 um, sets of technical eyes on the training, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to err on the side of believing in them, that their experience is probably going to be right. Um, occasionally, is it wrong? Sure. You know, I'm not always right, and I'm often wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm generally going to think that most of these guys have really invested into who this player is and where it's going to best serve them mm-hmm. to be to train. So my biggest story to go to the NWSL is Marissa Bova, who I absolutely love and adore. She's fantastic. And, and in one of her, maybe it was her last, one of her last years or her last, she uh, moved from group one all the way down to group three. This left or right, left or right, left or right, left or right. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, had a fantastic career at Purdue. She's now under Nathan Thackeray's uh, tutelage in the cur- at the Courage. Um, mm-hmm. But she wasn't showing it. And and we're, we're fantastic friends to this day. Cody Lorendi is her staff now. Met her last – they met each other last year. Um, you know, I, I think she's uh, she's got a bright future – ahead of her. Uh, she was at camp last year as well. So, yeah. you know, those, those things are just straight up conversations for me. Yeah. And you're not parents and the players need to understand you're not doing them any favors, not moving them. 
Like they, you know, and that's a great example. Like you're not, you have to move down to move forward sometimes or move left to move right. And you do, you do. And sometimes you move right and it might have been the wrong move and you have to move down to left two steps, you know? So those are things that you have to be able to deal with too. And, and we're, like you said, we're, you're developing great people as well. And, and part of that is, uh, challenges and disappointment not everything's going to be the way you want it to be and perfect and if you really want to excel as a goalkeeper you're you're gonna have to overcome hurdles you're you're gonna have to be told you're not doing this properly you're not the best you're you know you need to make a take take a step back to take two steps forward it's one thing that we mentioned to our kids last night and you know i think i've done this at every level i've ever been i'm sure you guys have as well is I want to test, like literally challenge and test some of these kids. Now, obviously some of the older ones, not an 11 year old kid or something like that, but some of those 15, 16, 17 year old kids, especially some of the better ones that might think they're the best person there. All right. You might move left for us for a session yeah. for one reason. I want to see how you react. Yes. I want yes. to test you to see how you're going to react when all of a sudden you've gone from what you think is you're the best player in that group. To now you're going quote unquote down. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pout? Are you going to moan? Are you going to complain? Or are you going to go, you know what? I'm going to prove to you that I deserve to be over there. I deserve yeah. to be in that group over there. Yeah. That's the challenge that I want to see because that might be a kid that maybe Penn State has called me about that kid. And I want to test him before I give him a real true evaluation of what I think about that individual. I want to see what they're made of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that for me, I think is a, is a true test. And I challenge you to try that with some of your goalkeepers, especially the ones that are maybe mature enough to be able to handle that. Um, you know, obviously it's not going to be your 10 and nine and 10, 11 year olds. Probably you're going to do that too. I've dealt with it at the college level. Trust <laughs> yeah. me. I'm like, I'm like, get off my field. you're not dressing sorry you're not dressing and you're not helping with warm-ups because your little temper tantrum is not helping any of the other goalkeepers right now like you know like the the faces the faces and how do you you, like yeah you know like you might think you're the best at something but sometimes you need a kick in the ass sorry (laughs) like you're not sometimes there's hard lessons there are hard lessons. They uh, they they work wonders, and then sometimes those they hard don't. lessons they never learn from them. No, nope. you know? I mean, I, no, they turn around and they stamp and they stamp and scream, and they go back to the parents, and they're just not getting it, and the parents are feeding it, and they're not getting it, and they're not seeing the bigger picture, and those those are the keepers that you usually never hear from again down the road. And and they're at all levels, you know. <laughs> and I've had some in the pro level, and Stan mm-hmm. and I have had numerous conversations about one in particular that I won't comment on, but. But it happens, and then you wonder why they disappear. Right, they disappear yep. because they don't have that six inches between their ears to really challenge themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to say this real quickly before we move off of this because I think this is actually a very important, and I, I know maybe we're opening a Pandora's box, uh, but I think it's it's, <laughs> it's it's good for a lot of people to hear this on parents, players, and coaches uh, in in this regard because I think one of the things, at least I had that was very difficult for me to deal with as a younger staff coach was the friends come together to camp. So-and-so moves left or right. So-and-so does not. So-and-so's parent contacts the camp and says, 
they're rooming in the same room. They came to camp together. They play at the same club, yada, yada. So how do you help a staff coach deal with that? Because we've all been there, I'm sure. I, I, I'll, I'll give you my what I've done for 30 years. I've had those conversations. And if it gets down to the point where the, the parent thinks they know best or they, they're trying to dictate what their son or daughter, I cut them a check. Thank you very much. This is probably not the best environment. We want to put your your son or daughter in the best environment that we think is going to help them mature all right, and develop uh, from our experience. And we're not going to put your son or daughter in a group just because they're friends in a group and either mm -hmm. hold back that group or hold back your son or daughter. Hey, yeah. you know, hey, parents, if we're, for, we'll give you your money back because yeah, you're for a different program. If we're at swim camp right now and your son and daughter or son and daughter is rooming with their best friend who who knows how to do freestyle and your kid can't even tread water. You still want me to set, put them in the deep end together? You know, right. like right. you want your kid to drown because that's what's going to happen. I think the reality is, is that most every most parents are great parents. We the, the ones that get attention are the ones that are a pain in the ass. And, you know, we manage those. And for for me, it's I, I don't have any coaches that end up talking with the parents. Um, the coaches are there to coach. And it's my job to manage that. So if they're going to reach into anybody, it's going to reach into me. And, you know, I'll, I'll listen and not make any sort of a conclusion. I'll talk to the coach and let them know that I'm, you know, first and foremost, I'm, I'm going to support. I'm going to support you. But can you please explain just what's happening here? And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but then I'll get back and I'll explain. And and often it'll be similar to what Coach Hofer just said as well. Um, you know that this this might not be the place then, you know, for you. And so, you know, off we go. And fortunately, it doesn't doesn't come to that too often. But it, you know, you you simply have that conversation that these are our guiding principles. And if you don't have those guiding principles, then it's it's not an easy conversation to have. But if you have and you know, we do here on, on this group and coach has been doing this for 20 plus years as well in his, in his training environment, you have decades worth of, of uh, street cred. So, you know, it, there, there's things to pull from, you know, and by the way, maybe, maybe it'd be good for Tweedledee and Tweedledum to be not with each other the entire week, 24 seven, the whole time. Maybe it's good for them to be exposed to different environments and, and, and different players, you know, I mean, they, they might grow from, from that as well too. Um, sure. I, I, I want to say this, you know, as we start wrapping up here and, and I appreciate you guys taking the time. Cause I know Todd, you have camp starting next week, Stan, you know, I know you've been, you've been doing a camp this week and, and then you've got the big show coming up in a couple of weeks. So a lot on the table in Suskia, you know, I know you're technically on vacation right now. So um, <laughs> we want to, we want to give you a, a little bit of a break, but I, I, I do want to bring up, you know, kind of the fact that um, organization, of fields because this is a question that's brought up to me a lot of times by younger younger coaches in regards to going to a camp and I've, I've seen this in environments where it's not laid out well and this is one of the reasons why i love it the app with the with the field lap maps and and the layout of, of where field is and this and that um because i've seen a lot of times a coach will come somewhere try to set up a session and then so and so goes oh i need this space for blah 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 that i'm doing so how do, how, do, how do we help you know, a coach that gets stuck in that situation. 
can I can I can I go first? Sure. <laughs> and not not at uh not at at camp shutout, but at a different place. There was you know tight tight space um, and a lot of tight space, and there was a guy who felt that he um he had evidently purchased that land, and um, so it was it was trespassing. And, uh, so it was, uh, it was very, it was very difficult. And the reality is, is that, um, when you're, when you have those situations, we all should simply do our best to, to share because it's about who we're working for. It's not about us. And this particular coach was all about him.com and, um, it didn't work well, you know, and, and it, it didn't work well in the moment. And, you know, for us, fortunately, again, we got a guy like Joe Zimka. We have a, a facility that's tight. It's not, you know, broken into multiple areas. So it's pretty easy to have to see how chronological it can be. Boom, 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 boom. Youth and, you know, we're pretty much done. We added a added a little uh, half a field component this year from a, a guy who's right next to the facility, like one tree and, and there you are. So that's been a nice addition for us. But at the end of the day, it's um, I think it's it's massive because, you know, what your app has been able to do for us is every kid can see it. And there's not 400 questions asked to our staff or to me about where is field one, you know, when they can literally go on the app and boom, there's they know where they're going now and done. You know, that's huge. Or literally the rules to games so that they don't have to be explained 10,000 times. I mean, I, I love the fact that you've put up all the rules to all the tournament games here, including Stan's game, which I still uh, still um, think is one of the coolest experiences. Oh, can you hear me now? Now I got you, yeah. Okay. Um, but which I, I still think is one of the coolest experiences I've ever seen with Stan's game with the, with the you know, the, the, um, the paint uh, ball things, the spray. I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I mean, though. You guys have to <laughs> yeah. see the pictures. You guys have to see the pictures. Yes, like, uh, yes, yes, like those, yes. It's like those fun run things that people do. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. The uh, the um, uh, flaming. Uh, I don't even know what they're what what they are called. Um, smoke bombs. There we go. Smoke bombs. Uh, smoke bombs. Yeah, the, paint, the paint bombs. That type yes, of thing. Yes, so. we love to put them into a, into an environment that's a little bit more fun and and it's sometimes uncomfortable and a little bit you know hopefully when they if they watch football they see that uh galatasaray is not a, a comfortable place to play um and you know it's obviously a uh, an, an enormously difficult place to play this just adds a little environment to it but we developed this game just because we had to train indoors and you know so that's the shape of about the size of a basketball court and uh because we in the winter in Wisconsin, I mean, you either put on snowshoes and go outside and work on your your feet saves, or you end up being smarter and stay indoors where you can actually live and not die and and get better at goalkeeping. So that's what we did with Stan's game. It's pretty simple, you know. And I, I think you know, as as we wrap up right here, you know, one of the things I love about this Stan is is having the rules in here because. I know a lot of coaches out there who understand goalkeeping and can coach goalkeeping. And then you ask them to, you know, help out with a game and they're not that familiar with it. Cause let's say they're a guest coach coming into your program, you know, and they, they're deer in the headlights. And now all of a sudden the kids are asking, they're like, well, that's not the rule. The rule is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, uh, uh, well now it's pretty straightforward. 
now they at least they have it in front of them, which I think is important. Um, well, and just I think if I can add something to this, which I love these games that Stan, Stan does, you know, and at the end of the day, what are these games really bringing out for these kids? They're having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And at the end of the day, we have to enjoy what we do. If I can give any advice to anybody that's out there that's running their own camps, you, at the end of the day, the kids have to enjoy themselves. They have to enjoy their trade. They have to enjoy their craft. When I was in New York Red Bull, I told this story last night. Our, our manager was named Hans Baca. And if it was a game day minus one, you know, the day before the game, and, and we were looking around the practice, and there was just laughing and giggling and people just enjoying themselves and each other, he would always look to us, look at us and go, a happy team is a very dangerous team. <laughs> and it's true. You know, our performances, yeah. if we're enjoying ourselves and we're, we're really in the moment, we love what we're doing, our performance is typically going to be a lot better. Yeah. So I Great think point. we have to bring in these types of moments, whether it's Keeper Wars, it's Stan's game, it's, you know, we've we've got a boombox out there in all our sessions and the music is jamming and it keeps it keeps people jumping. It keeps people peppy and it keeps the energy alive because we all know it sometimes during camp at some point, the energy, whether at the camper or whether it's staff is going to start to die. All yeah. right. And we've got to start to get that spark going. And sometimes it's a game. Sometimes it's a quick little, uh, you know, music, whatever to get yeah. that spark light lit again and, and get them going and join themselves. It, it's, I, I feel it's always that, that early morning session and that right after lunch type session that like, you kind of just need to get them going, you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of, that's two sessions. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Mike, that's two okay, well, sessions. <laughs> no, but anybody, the truth is, the truth is the games and everything, it just, like the energy level just goes to the roof and it, it breeds so much goalkeeper union camaraderie between whether it's team, you know, you have a group that you're working with a team going against. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's a competition. Soccer is a competition and you can drill and drill and train and train, but to bring that element of competition in there, it just raises that level of excitement so much. Yeah. Yeah. by the way, just so you're speaking of, uh, of, of, of of competition and camaraderie and everything like that. Shout out to Mason Benjamin, Mason Benjamin, uh, who just uh, just said just had said hello. And we're excited. Love to that him. kid, man. Love that kid. At camp, shout out. Uh, I think I believe last time I was there, he was voted with the best smile at camp. So uh, I believe so. It's like perma smile. <laughs> I like it. I love it, man. I love it. Um, well, well, guys, we'll we'll start wrapping up uh right over here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this off right here. Um. We're really excited, you know, to be involved with both of your, your all camps. Um, anything you guys want to share uh, about camp or about, you know, any other, you know, projects that you guys got going on, you know, once camp is over or how you want the community to stay engaged with you guys uh, moving forward, you know, um, starting with you, Todd, since you got camp next week. Um, I, I think just to stay engaged with all your goalkeepers. You know, if you're a coach, stay engaged with all your goalkeepers. Enjoy what you do. Don't be afraid to ever reach out to, I mean, Stan and I are, are pretty open. Uh, you know, Saskia, we're all open. Do we want to help develop? We want to help not only goalkeepers, but other coaches that we, at the end of the day, we want American goalkeeping to be the best in the world. We're all in it for the same thing. So if we can collaborate and help each other, I mean, follow up myself on Twitter, Instagram next week, you know. We'll on, the on the union. On the union. On the union. All that, you know, we're going to be going back and forth, sending Stan notes. He's going to be on doing a classroom for us. 
you know, hopefully they'll be doing the next week the same thing, sending some notes to us and our kids. Uh, and again, that's that happy, fun banter back and forth amongst goalkeepers. Yeah, you know, and I would I would say if you're interested in, in camp shutout or one-on-one goalkeeping uh, and you're not attending those camps, uh, follow them on the union and uh, and reach out, you know, reach out to those groups and, you know, you know, ask to join the group and, and, and learn a little bit about what's going on type of a thing, because uh, they're, they're both of them are, are, are solid open books that are that are willing to help out that that next generation uh, of coaches and, and players out there, um, as well as Suskia, too. You can follow her at Suskia, Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. You know, I, I I look at I look at it as a little bit like November here, where I'm I'm pretty thankful to have come across you guys, um, because it has impacted how I do things as well. I mean, have we not come across each other? I don't know that inside the 18, or, uh, that we're using the app, et cetera, et cetera. So that uh, that c- congruence is fantastic, and obviously, Coach has been with us as well, Coach Hoford, uh, a couple years ago, as have you, Michael. So. You know, I'm, I'm thankful in that regard. I'm thankful to see, I'm excited to see what the app is able to, to do. I'm certainly not the one to measure it, but um, the, the people that the people that will and, and how it will impact them, I think it's fantastic. It, it's not a small number, you know, 532 goalkeepers in these next two weeks that are going to get better. When you think about this, the, the, the country, um, yeah, there's thousands more goalkeepers. But the reality, that's a pretty good number of goalkeepers that are that are aspiring to get better. And I know Coach has some damn good ones, and we have some damn good ones as well. And you know, it, that's that's how it goes. It's not not everybody gets that number one spot. And um, but you all want to improve and get better. So wh- wherever you are, if you're the coach, if you're the player, if you're the support staff, if you're the trainer, whatever it is, you're just helping somebody get better. And that's uh that's that's just part of the process absolutely absolutely and and by the way anybody out there you know who who's, who's been listening to all this and go man you know i want to share what i've got going on with my camp or or my club or or i'm a player and i want to share what's going on just reach out to us at goalkeeper podcast for guest or topic suggestion on the union app just dm us and uh you know if we think it's relevant to our community to the goalkeeping community uh we'll, we'll we will have you on the show uh well guys we're excited to have you guys uh you know next week todd uh the week after stan i will i will be literally be staying with you so uh <laughs> so uh i got no excuse to not be at camp shut out because i think uh i think either that or i'm stranded in uh in chicago so i i, I got <laughs> stay away from the tornadoes stay away from the tornadoes oh, no. in chicago i mean oh no well, oh I, I know, I know. On behalf of Stan and I, we thank you guys for allowing us the opportunity to carry your union flag, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, over these next two weeks. Because uh, it, we truly are thankful. It's, 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 it's opening up a brand new door for not only us, but I think every other goalkeeper camp or camps that are out there to to take things to a different level. So, thank you for entrusting us in, in the, the ability to even take these steps. Awesome. Yeah. No stress, guys. Uh, All right. Well, that's all the time on Inside the 18, and we are out. Later, guys.